What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? Hey, hey, it's Ty. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mike. And welcome to another episode of the It's Not Your Diary podcast. So, guys, we love what we're doing, and we believe that God definitely is working through us. And as we're on this walk towards generational healing, we'd love for you to walk with us. So if these episodes are helping you out in any which way, go ahead, like, subscribe, and comment, and go ahead and share. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Mike. Ty, what's going on? Nothing much. Welcome back to another season. Welcome back, everyone. Hope all these years been going decent. Yeah, hopefully so. I mean, we're in a new year, so there's a lot of new things happening. We got a lot of stuff coming out the woodwork. Yeah. One of those things is a new segment that we're implementing. And as everybody knows... uh, at this day and age, it's not looking too bright for everybody outside in the outside world. Uh, so we wanted to implement a happy hour segment. So Ty, what are some things that have been blessing you this year? You know, right now we're quarantined in Illinois, got to stay in the house. So this time I was really just appreciating like being able to spend time with my family and being able to work from home every day and just finding like fun, random things to do. Like uh, I went and bought some games. I went and bought like some construction paper. I'm like, we are about to make the best of this time. So like that's really making me happy, like getting to see my family every day, just getting to spend time with them that I feel like I never get. What, you got Twister or something? Like, what type of games? Board games? Oh, yeah. You know, you got the Cards Against Humanity, the Connect Four, Mancala. Oh, you play Mancala? (laughs) Yeah, I love Mancala. Mancala's I don't even know if I play right, though. (laughs) <laughs> it's so it's so that's that's a fun game very strategic mm-hmm. yeah how about you what's making you happy in this season <sighs> so much honestly i'm a hermit so this is like my type of season <laughs> uh, i've been spending a lot of time uh, with god he's definitely uh, been transforming me inwardly and it's been mm-hmm. great uh, i've been spending you know quality time with my family uh been finding ways to serve them while I while I'm back at home and my friends have been such a blessing to me during this time and uh, I've been progressing musically and creatively uh, I just released my EP two weeks ago uh, so and then my fitness game is still taking off so I'm blessed Ty like I'm in this little box at home and I'm just loving it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's great. Like, you can master all your crafts. Anything you wanted to learn, anything you wanted to do, it's like, now's the time to do it. Yeah, and he and like you said, God still provided a way for us to continue to, to do this podcast. So it's it's just a joy, you know? Like, right, yeah. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, for this episode, we thought it would be perfect to talk about faith. In this time where things are just a little, just Ups. a little different. We're in the upside down world right now, it feels like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like something we have never, ever experienced. But how can we still have faith and still remain positive, still mm-hmm. be in our word at this, in this time? Right. And it's pretty wild that like this that's going on is going to be in history books. You know, like we're part of history right now, guys. 
And I think it's a beautiful time to really tap into our faith. And I think like faith is a complex aspect in everybody's life. Uh, everybody has mm-hmm. faith to a degree, even atheists have faith. Um, but the ultimate question is, is where are we placing our faith? And reality of it was that we all place it in objects, whether it be money, people, sex, food, entertainment, we put it somewhere. And sometimes we put it all over in hopes that it bring us more love, happiness, peace, joy, security, and comfort. And of course, we may have faith that God is the one who blesses us with those things, which are good. And the world mm-hmm. trains us to think this way is the only way to really live and to enjoy. But I believe like the Bible speaks of faith totally different. And y'all better strap in. So before we go uh, any further, I just wanted to say that we're not trying to knock anybody's faith. Uh, and I just wanted to be clear clear that this is strictly to encourage and upbuild God's people. Uh, And though it may challenge your faith, uh, we are doing it out of love because we know a lot of people's faith is being tested right now due to this massive outbreak of COVID-19, which I'm definitely already getting tired of hearing COVID-19, seeing posts about it and whatnot. And it's just like, Ty, like the world needs more light. COVID is a depressing thing, you know, like we need more light. And I believe, you know, we've been doing a pretty decent job in Illinois for what, how long have we been in quarantine? Two weeks? Uh, Yeah, about two weeks now. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's only two weeks. So with that being said, uh, I think we can dive a little bit deeper into this episode. Buckle up, say a prayer, because God's going to use us to light a fire within you. And we're definitely going to help you get through this challenging time. Yes, yes. So Ty, some people have been questioning their faith and wondering how they could even have faith at this time. So Mm -hmm. maybe you can jump us off on this one. What does faith look like today and why should we have faith at this time? Faith in this moment really looks like being focused on God and not focused on everything else going on in the world because it's so easy. Like we get in our mind, you know, we heard like people stealing toilet paper and then we get in our mind of like, oh, I have to get toilet paper because what if I run out of toilet paper? And we get so consumed and just want to start controlling everything when really that's not what this time is meant for. Like this time we really have to make the best of what's going on because if we sit here and try to control every little aspect well will I have water well will I have this and once you start worrying and like wanting to have control that's when things really start falling apart that's when you drop into deep depressions and that's when we just start to see life just flashing because we're so consumed with being in control and you're looking at the news and it's like instead of wondering so much on like why things are happening and what's going on because we don't have control like there are things that even happen in the Bible there are stories in the Bible where certain people didn't have control and you know um, we even try to figure out well is this God like why is this happening like we try to just make sense of everything because there's a lack of faith. There's a story in the Bible that I was just reading when I was studying and about the 10 plagues and just looking at all the plagues that came down on the Egyptians. God sent blood on the town, blood that smelled bad on everything, on all their um, herds, their cattle, their everything. And who knows if they deserved it? We don't know. But Pharaoh had the opportunity to let the Israelites go and he was kind 
constantly disobedient. And here we see like people suffering and we don't know the depth of the things that they did, but who knows? There could have been like one or two of them who weren't a part of what Pharaoh was doing, but they still had to suffer. So right now we look at what we're going through as a suffering and we're trying to pick it apart and understand why it's happening. Mm -hmm. But sometimes there are things that we do have to go through that sometimes have nothing to do with us and just figuring out how we can keep our faith intact because if we look at that story Exodus 7 through 13 the Israelites were safe you know God's people they were safe nothing came upon them so it's like are we trusting in God and are we believing that he's going to keep us safe like he kept the Israelites safe in that time or is it like are we so consumed with the what if? Are we like the Egyptians and waiting for something to happen to us? Because there were 10 plagues. So, you know, there was one after another. So it's like, are we in the place where we're waiting on the next thing to happen? Are we watching the news, waiting to see somebody down the street who might be infected? Or are we trusting God that he'll keep us safe? And are we trusting God that no matter what's going going on around us that we are covered? Like, is our faith that strong or are we preparing or are we trusting in his grace? Are we trusting everything that we've been learning up until this point? It's like, where have we drawn the line in our faith to where we're now preparing for the next thing to happen or the next piece of bad news to happen? Are we going looking for the next bad thing to happen because we're so consumed with having control and being in control over everything? Or are we giving that control to God and trusting him just like the Israelites? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, do you think that we like it's possible that we could reverse this curse? that we're kind of under right now, in a sense? I think it is. I definitely think that we should repent and we should pray and ask for forgiveness because we have to take some sort of accountability too and like where our faith is. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes God allows certain things to happen because maybe maybe we aren't following exactly what he needs us to do. Maybe he has put something on the inside of us and we've been the disobedient maybe mm-hmm. you know so i think us having a level of faith and assessing it and being and taking accountability for where we are in our faith i think that's all we can do mm-hmm. especially in this time when things are at this heightened level is really testing our faith. And instead of worrying about why this is happening, why do we deserve this? How can we stop it? Let's focus on getting closer to him and drawing near to him and getting in his word and not focusing on having control, just being like, okay, you know what? This is a, these are the cards I've been dealt. Either I can make the best of it or constantly say, oh, 2020 was terrible. Right. It's yeah. Like, it's like you're, you're, you're talking about a mindset shift. You got to yes. yeah, speak on that. Like you're saying access your faith and use this time to spend with God. How, how could somebody do that 
you know, when they are in constant worry or constantly checking on the news, like you say, what is something that they could do to switch their mindset? It all starts with figuring out what's going on. Are you trying to be in control or are you really trying to trust God? And it's like, okay, so what am I afraid of? Am I afraid of trusting him? Am I afraid of surrendering? Am I afraid of accepting that he's in control? Am I afraid, like, what are we afraid of that we feel like we can't extend or we can't move forward or we can't get out of the mindset that we're in. It's like, first, we really have to assess where we are. And I think that goes back to like all the other other episodes where we always talk about the report card, like taking account of where you are and then using that to then figure out, okay, this is where my mindset is. This is what I'm thinking about what's going on right now. So now what what is it that I need to be thinking about? What needs to change? What has to be different in order for me to not be worrying or in order for... So I think it's just like taking everything into account, assessing it and figuring out how can my mindset be different? But you can't assess that until you figure out why you're not allowing yourself to have that strong of a faith in him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's holding us back? Mm-hmm. And then once we figure out what's truly holding us back, we can really figure out how to then go forward with shifting our whole mindset on everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, okay, so this year also, Kobe passed away. And then it's like, you know, that was so devastating to everyone. That's so bad. Yeah, I know TJ too. He, it was hard. I mean, it was. I cried. cried. Yeah, like that whole day. I just think it was just like somber, and I didn't even know what to do. It's like because that has never happened to the point where you know you felt like you were so close to an athlete, like he was family. But then on Twitter, you have all these people saying like cancel 2020, just like all this stuff. Like this is the worst year ever. Again, when it comes back to our faith being so strong to the Mm -hmm. point where it's not broke, accepting Mm -hmm. that God is the author and he already knows the ending. Like when Kobe's mom was born, he already knew that he was going to be this, he was going to have this grave impact on the world and that he was going to pass away in a plane crash. So I think that's the mindset that a lot of us don't really know about because we think that he that wasn't supposed to happen. This is a horrible time. Like, no, grieve. Feel all the feelings that you're feeling, but also come back to God and know that, wow, like he has a plan. Right. And no matter what, there's nothing that we can do. There's no amount of control that we can have. No matter how hard we try to like pull that control back, like we will never have it. So it's like accepting that things don't run on our time and that God's timing is always the right timing and constantly reminding ourselves of that. Right. It's like the real mind shift that we need. But that's something that's very hard. Yeah. Now, when things happen, I even me, I'm like, I'm like, why is this happening? But then it's like I come back, like every time I come back, like, whew, all right. Because like we can't just always 
assume like the worst is the worst. This is the end. This is the end all be all. Like, no, he has a plan. Right. No matter how it feels, because it's not going to always feel great. No matter how it feels, it's like, just trust his plan. If you have to shed a few tears, shed a few tears, but never give up on his plan because that is the plan for your life. So once we lose our faith, it's like now you're like you're going to stall your life and your growth and where he wants you to be because you can't let go of the control, the worry, you know, and like get into a place we can come back no matter how bad things get. We can always turn back to God. And that's actually something that I pray over Jax. And I'm like, God, like no matter how hard his life gets, let him always, always turn back to you. I remember heading into 2020, everybody was saying how 2020 was going to be that year. Yes. From everything that I read, it seemed like everybody was on board for 2020, Mm -hmm. you know? And of course, the catastrophes happen. Right. And people are, oh, since the world stopped, y'all want to stop? Yeah. I'm like, man, I was created for this. I was created for 2020. Like, Mm -hmm. man, God really wired me to be ready for this day. You know, like I was born for this time, Ty. I mean, we all were. But the thing is, is like, like you say, where is your faith? Is you have to trust in God's plan. Like it's so important because this is part of his plan. He has an ultimate plan and that's to triumph over this in faith to bring the kingdom of God further down here. And it's like, we we gotta, we gotta shake it up. We gotta shake up, you know, heaven. We gotta, we gotta ask for him him to bring it down here, you know, because that's what we really need. Like we're really in that place where we need him more than ever. I, I, I didn't know a lot of people were feeling this way until you brought this to my attention. And of course, you know, churches waking up a little bit more. I feel like they're they're like, wow, like, yeah, we definitely need to pray more. We definitely need to, to access our faith more. But still, yeah. they don't really know how to tap into it. Right. So many questions. <laughs> so you're saying how sometimes you get stuck in, in, in that cycle of, man, why is this happening? What do you do to to tap yourself out of that, to be like, to wake yourself, like to shake yourself off. Do you look towards him? Do you refocus your mind onto him? I think normally it depends on the situation. I mean, I feel like normally my faith doesn't waver unless I'm just like upset about something. Not, Not necessarily my faith, but just like my emotions of like, why is this happening? You know, asking those questions to myself. So once I start doing that, I immediately like just shut down, like shut it down, shut everything down that you're feeling and whatever, like the main emotion that I'm feeling, I deal with it because, you know, when things happen, normally we get like so many thoughts going at the same time. So I shut all the the random thoughts down and I focus on like, what am I truly feeling in this moment? And I allow myself to feel it. And then after I just pray and I'm always like, all things meant for bad, he'll use it for good. Mm-hmm. And I just remind myself of his word. And I'm always like, you know, there's no need for me to get worked up because I trust you. So, you know, right now I'm going through the emotion, but that's okay. Truly, truly. I feel like I'm a really joyful being. And that's because of who I know. That's my Lord and Savior. And that's one of the things that God wants to remind us is that we still ought to rejoice 
during this time. Uh, in James one mm-hmm. one, it talks about we ought to rejoice during trials and tests because through that we produce steadfastness and yeah it's like so important to be sure that you're in a good state of mind so that you can act if you're not in that state of where you want to rejoice and be in the light it's Mm going to be hard to have that mindset shift in the state that we're in as a as a whole as a nation yeah well in the world everybody and China and China stopped I think I I just read a report that China banning all people from eating exotic animals well about time (laughs) like what they have the worst laws there oh my goodness they can build great technology Mm -hmm. but boy oh boy y'all be eating the weirdest things I thought I was weird I thought fear was not a factor for me but (laughs) y'all go overboard with it they really do I mean the little kids get to drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes oh where yeah, they have like no law. Oh wow, I didn't know all yeah. that. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm um, be praying for China. I didn't know all that. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, one of the um, the things that I remember you saying it was I think in a previous episode was like how you were saying that faith is basically like a muscle and you have to work it out. Like you have to do certain things. Like if you didn't go to the gym, you had a six pack. You were you've been going for five years straight, and then you take uh, two months off. Like it's not gonna look the same. Right. So even being able to evaluate like that, we need to get in the gym with our faith. That we need to get in the word, and mm-hmm. that no matter who we are, that our faith will be tested. And when you have a test. It is like your faith is being put in a gym now, you know, it's like going through something like this is really working on your faith. And if we never went through anything, if we never worked on our faith, then it would never grow. It would never get stronger. But amen. Yeah. Just being able to acknowledge like where we are. Uh, having that honest self-examination with yourself is mm-hmm. key. Yeah. And so this new segment is called Ask the pastor, Pastor Mike. Yep, yep. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be asking him a bunch of questions and then I'll give a little feedback. Not much, but this is mainly for you. So our first question, does pride interfere with your faith? Yes, in short, yes. How? If you're in a state of pride, like God's word is teaching you how to maneuver in faith, to operate in faith, your pride is going to continually pull against that. It's going to tell you, nah, bro, you know better, or this is a different, like, I know a better way. Think about yeah. Proverbs 3, when it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart in all in all your ways, acknowledge him. Do not lean on your own understanding. When we lean on our own understanding, that is pride. That's our pride, mm-hmm. you know, and also Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom, talks about how pride cometh before a fall. You know, so oftentimes Mm -hmm. when we do ask God, why, 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 mainly it's a self-inflicted wound. It could be, you know what I'm saying? It could Mm -hmm. be because of our own pride. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Love the answer. And I love that question. These questions actually came from a few of our listeners. So you guys guys are like, when I got these questions, I was like, oh my (laughs) Gosh, you guys, these are great questions. All right, keep it going. Okay, so the next one. How would you recommend someone start a faith journey who didn't grow up with any type of faith tradition? 
I would recommend the person come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved. That is the step one of faith. The step one of faith is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Uh, you can check all throughout the New Testament, check in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you can read the words in red. And every time you see Jesus speak about believing, uh, he talks about once you believe, you will gain eternal life. So mm-hmm. that that is number one. And then number two, so since this is somebody who who didn't grow up in a, in a faith tradition, who didn't grow up in the church, so I'm, I'm assuming they don't have much knowledge of the scriptures or, of, about, or know about God. I'm just going to help you crawl. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not trying to get you running or anything. So I'm just going to give you, these are just three easy things that you could do. So one, Come to the knowledge of the truth. Know what Jesus Christ has done for you and the world by dying on the cross for your sins, putting your faith in that that you will have eternal life. Number two is to pray. Pray consistently. Pray for knowledge. Anytime you read the Bible, pray, pray for knowledge. Pray for understanding of His Word. Pray for renewal. Pray for transformation and the anointing of His Spirit. Mm-hmm. And seek God daily, whether it be through prayer and mm-hmm. scripture, more prayer and scripture. Just keep it simple. Prayer and scripture. Seek him daily. So before you jump into a church, I read in Corinthians is when Paul, who wrote most of uh, mm-hmm. the New Testament, when he got saved, he had said that he stood still for three months before he started serving and working out his faith. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would suggest those three, three things. Come to saving grace, pray, mm-hmm. and seek God daily through prayer and scripture. Love just, it. just you, Love just it. you and God. And of course, He will lead you know other people your way to help you along. It's very important for you to know some things about scripture before you let anybody else try to teach you anything. Because there are wolves out there. There are people who uh, will mislead you. There are people who are more fixed on the world rather than real faith. I agree with that. And I love that you said that because that's true. And I did not know that like they're in the church around some organizations that really are more focused on the world and not really the word. So you knowing it is so true. Like you should know it before you step into something to where you don't know it. And, you know, you're being misled. You know, be careful out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So our next question is... How do you deal with people around you doubting your faith while still maintaining a relationship with them? Yeah, this is a this is a good one. Too. Uh, I mean, I love all these questions. Um, <laughs> prayer, because prayer is like your your greatest tool. Prayer is our greatest thing, and uh, prayer belongs to the world changers. You know, I say, pray for your heart, pray your heart out to God. Let let them know how you f- really feel about you know your friends or family how mm-hmm. you feel about that. And he'll minister. He, he'll send his, his angels to minister to you and to comfort you and to let you know that you're all good. And then pray for them. I, I think it's very yeah. important to pray for them. One thing as well is to keep your mind fixed on him. I have uh, Isaiah 26, 3 through 4, and Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Keep your mind fixed on him and he, you will be kept in perfect peace. Trust in Him, and Him is everlasting strength. Colossians mm. says, don't focus on the things of the earth, which can be people of this world who don't know God. So Satan could use 
those people to try to hinder you in your faith, to try to stop you, to try to quench what the fire that God has put within you. Use them, use their doubts to enhance your faith. Like while you're really doubting what God has started, right. which, bring, which brings me to my last point, know that God is faithful to his promises. Uh, Philippians 1, 6 says, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to the completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So when you take hold of his promise promises, you let go of other people's doubt. Like, bro, like, you know, like what? Like, it, it just, it's just like, dang, it kind of sucks that you're doubting me, right? Like doubting what God's really doing in my life. But at the end of the day, I have to trust God. I'm trusting, I'm choosing to trust God because it seems like uh, he has way more power than you do. Yeah. Uh, And and, uh, I I just believe that when you're really in tune, when you're really accessing your faith, when you really are uh, growing in your relationship with God, uh, he's just going to set you apart, you know, so that Mm -hmm. it's kind of like... uh, it's not like you're, you don't want to hang with them, but you're just going to really have no time to hang with them because you're in fellowship with God. You're, you're doing the things that he, you know, you're living the life that he destined you to live rather than, you know, spending time uh, doing the things that no longer really serve a purpose for your life any longer. Mm, I love that. So our next question is... How do you hold onto faith during a time like this? I was, uh, I've been going through the New Testament and I just uh, recently finished up Philippians not too long ago. And mm-hmm. I would suggest uh, reading that whole passage. I think it very, I think it just rings, resonates so well in the in today. At this, uh, in the context of Philippians, Paul is writing and he's actually in prison. I, I love Philippians 4, 12 through 13. He says, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So as you're growing in your faith, as you're continuing to press in and access your faith, God is going to help you up through these times, whether you're in a famine, staying in the house, or if you have to go out to work to be able to live through this season in joy. Yeah, in verse four, he talks about rejoice in the Lord always. I say rejoice. So he's saying, have joy, you know, during this time. And remember, Paul's in prison. So he's telling the other people to have joy while you're in mm-hmm. prison, you know. <laughs> and so it's pretty wild. And it's 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 like, hey, have joy because you're, you're going to be able to abound. You're going to be able to make it through this season. And you're going to be able to make it through it like no other. You've never imagined the type of joy that you're going to have, the type of spirit that's going to be roaring within you, I would say. Mm-hmm. For our next one, we have, should you reevaluate your faith from time to time? Yes. Uh, I, I think part of spiritual growth is daily examination and confession. Uh, mm. I, I call it being spiritually sensitive. Um, mm. I, I think it's a, it's important to evaluate and be real with yourself daily. And confession is is so important in our spiritual lives because without confession, we sever off that communication with God. In all honesty, sin separates us from 
from the father. So to in order to get back into the spirit to, to get back into fellowship with him, we, we need to confess. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and if we don't, we're, we're, we will be operating in the flesh. And then you will start to notice that you're feeling, you know, your, your, your energy is getting drained like really quickly. You're, you're acting out, you're getting irritated, frustrated more, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, let me check my heart. Let me see what's going on inside. You know, am I, am I worrying? Am I having anxiety? You know, uh, you know, yeah. and am I fearing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's, it's like, you really got to do that heart check, you know, routinely. I, I would suggest daily checkups. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, one one in Psalm fifty one, uh, uh, not Paul. Uh, King David talks about uh, he asked God to create in me a clean heart. Oh God, you know. So that's you know him. And, and if you read the whole chapter of Psalm fifty one, David's confessing. You know, mm-hmm. David's confessing how uh, uh, much of a transgressor he has been. But yet the Bible also describes David as a man after God's own heart, you know, so don't take, you know, don't, don't take it as like, like God uh, is going to punish you, you know, once you confess that, like he knows what you've done. He just wants you to man up and confess, you know, like, hey, just, just admit what you did and we can get back into fellowship, you know, like, you know, because I'm all loving, I'm all, you know. I'm all merciful. I'm all forgiving, you know? So mm-hmm. remember, you just got to keep in mind, like, don't, don't let the enemy guilt you into not being real with you, yourself and God. I, I love, love you guys. Yeah. You guys are really, you, <laughs> I, was, when, I, I was like, Ty, these, I, these are some great, I was like, Ooh, these are some great questions. <laughs> um, I'm loving it. Yeah. Okay. So our next question how can you get out of a slump with your faith? Mm-hmm. Pretty much, co- you've been coasting in your faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this uh, this this question, I was like, hmm, a slump. What would what would be considered a slump? You know, a bad experience. A bad experience. A bad ex. Um, like a bad, if you had a bad experience with the church and now that is affecting your faith or. Right, right, um, right. Okay. Yeah. I would suggest prayer. Again, like prayer, pretty much like if you're being real with, your, with yourself and God, prayer, like prayer, let prayer be in your arsenal all the time. And then I would say, I would suggest going through a healing process with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm really uh, seeing, you know, checking, examining your heart and seeing what needs mending and ask God, uh, how, how could, how could I overcome this? What, you know, what do I need to do? And I, mm-hmm. I believe God will lead you and definitely guide you. Can I throw a curveball? I'll wait on it. Let me see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what if you don't even want to pray? Mm. What if you don't want to pray? If if somebody doesn't want to pray because they're in such a bad slump, they don't even want to address where they are Mm. or it hurts too bad. Honestly, I don't know, Ty. That's a, that's a, I I guess. I threw this one because I feel like this is where 
I've personally seen a lot of people. It's like you just get this mindset and like you just don't want to get out of it. And it's like you you want to get out of it. But then it's like, well, I don't want to pray. Well, how do you how do you get out of this slump then? Maybe answer the question with just a, a little story, I guess. Mm-hmm. It get, uh, like I, I, I think about the, the book of Jonah and how Jonah kind of grew, his heart grew hard, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, he didn't want to do God's will. In Philippians, when he talks about God, when God started a good work in you, he'll complete it to the day of completion. He will strip you down naked. He will mm-hmm. bring, he will bring your life to ruin pretty much. Like he put, mm-hmm. he put Jonah in the belly of the fish, you know, until Jonah was like, okay, Lord, I repent, you know, I repent. Then went on to preach to Nineveh. And honestly, Ty, like that's kind of where, where I was. And for two years, I mean, I was praying, but I wasn't praying. And so like he stripped me down to where I'm like, I need you every single day. I know you are the answer. I know you are the key, you know, so you can continue to run and run and run and continue to, to carry the weight of the hurt that you're, that you're holding on to, the sin that you're holding on to, whatever the case may be, when God has his hand on you, like in Romans says, nothing can pluck you out of the Father's love. Father will discipline you because he loves you. Hebrew talks about, you know, he is going to mm-hmm. he is gonna bring you back to him right, uh, one way or another. You know, so yeah. I would say I just waited back on that curveball and I hit it to the opposite field and we're still mm-hmm. rolling. That's a, that's a double base hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, that was great. That was a great answer. And I feel like that alone is going to help so many people because I feel like a lot of us get in that place. And I feel like that's where I was too. And the mm-hmm. same thing happened to me. So, that is good, though. It's good. Like, it's such a humbling experience, too. And, I, and I'm thankful yeah. that because now I just see a lot more clear. And I don't know. But OK, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> OK. <laughs> so our next question is, how do you regain faith after having a hard season? Well, yeah. I kind of feel like that's do you think that's similar to the last question? I would say it's similar. I took it as they still endured through this hard season. Like they still kept faith during the, like they didn't lose it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I, I would suggest prayer, develop spiritual disciplines that will help keep you in tune with his spirit. I, I believe God wants like your faith to be a focal point of your life and not just an area in your life, like your finances is an area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe God wants it to be the main thing that drives you and like you flourish. There's certain disciplines that, that we could exercise in our life. Aside from prayer and scripture, we could fast. We could have time of silence. We could uh, be still. We could meditate. Uh, we could fellowship. We could serve. I've been reading this book that I would recommend anyone looking to transform their life. It's called The Life You've Always Wanted by John Oatberg. A few key points from the from the chapter, the first chapter of the book is that salvation is just the start of faith, but trans- transformation is the goal in faith to become the person that that God destined you to be. And uh, 
I believe that we're in a we're in a great time to where this will ring true that God doesn't want religion. Churches are closed, y'all. God doesn't want religion. He wants transformation. He he wants he wants his spirit to really take control of your life. I believe that you should try to use every moment in your life to access your faith. So so when you're having a hard season, try try to regain momentum by establishing spiritual disciplines in your life. And then from there, I believe uh, God is going to open doors to where you could, in all areas of your life, to where you can access your faith mm-hmm. and, uh, and grow. I love it. Mm-hmm. For our next question... We have, how do people initiate the presence of God outside of the church? How do people initiate the presence of God outside of church? Uh, I I believe that's by being filled with the spirit of God. That's in, what is that, in Galatians? It talks about uh, be not drunk with wine, uh, but be filled with the Spirit of God. So uh, when you're filled with the Spirit, then you are in control. I mean, uh, yeah, you are. He is in control. Like, he's really working in your life. He's giving you his eyes, his love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness. Like, that's what he really wants to see. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he's he, he's not into t- the tradition. Uh, each and every listener here is wired differently in the body of Christ. <laughs> and each and every one is able to uplift one another in a different way. And it's not the way that I believe the church has been uh, been kind of operating, I would say, mm-hmm. lately. I, I believe the church is more of like a fundamental type, like, uh, yes, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. just uh, the basics. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, and it's, it's uh, and I, I don't believe that we're making disciples. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the, that's one of the main things. Like uh, transform when you when you transform, you become a true disciple of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't believe a lot of people are experiencing that transformation power because mm-hmm. they're not really access, accessing another very key important tool in their arsenal which is the holy spirit Mm. Uh, one of the uh, a forgotten god we have to remember that we have god within us the holy spirit you know he says that you know jesus left so that the holy spirit can come in and dwell in us so for someone who wants to get the holy spirit do you feel like or what steps do you think they could take outside of church like in their own home mm. to receive him mm. well Ty um, a great thing about uh, about coming to the knowledge of the truth and being saved is that once in that moment when you do accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior mm-hmm. God gives you the Holy Spirit right then and there and he seals you with it he indwells you with it and you are filled with it at that moment and so I would say just continually, like, like, uh, continually being spiritually sensitive, uh, to your walk, you know, 
mm-hmm. staying staying vigilant like you like uh, you you touched on in your very first episode of season one uh, to be watchful of your faith mm-hmm. you know and uh, mm-hmm. so I, I believe that like any like uh, it, it's and trust me like transformation is a lifelong process you're going to continue to grow and that's the great thing about faith like it's a continual process it's not just like a one and done type thing which is why you what you spoke on that you need to exercise your faith uh so you can continually see god's presence in your life uh like just like you said like if i work on my abs and then i don't work on them for two months i'm not going to see those abs anymore just like faith if i don't operate in my faith any longer i'm not going to see that presence of god in in my life right yeah so true Hmm. that was a good one too (laughs) yeah praise god it's beautiful i love these questions guys i hope you guys continue to to bring the heat for me (laughs) and curveballs too that that was a good (laughs) okay so our next or our last question is how do people go about learning the Bible with a busy schedule? Okay. Um, I would, I would suggest one, you have to come in agreement with yourself and God that you are putting him first in your life. And then I would suggest deconstructing your schedule. And of course I'm not saying quit your job or anything, but I think you can definitely deconstruct your schedule to be able to align it in accordance with your faith, uh, being sure that you set a time to disconnect from all things and give God proper room in your life to teach you and transform you uh, through, you know, studying his word, uh, getting in that, that, that alone time with him. Uh, but, but like I also said, um, there, God can work in your busy schedule in a sense to where you can use every moment in your life to access your faith and to walk with God and to learn from God. You can, I believe the true achievers and successful people are able to use every situation, good or bad to grow, you know, Um. and, and, and look at Paul, for example, in Philippians, he's in jail he was able to operate his faith and have joy. And in, in Acts, it talks about when he's in jail at this time that he was able to sing hymns in joy, you know. And then in, in, in the book of Daniel, it talks about how Daniel was in the, I believe he's in the lion's den. He got on his, well, no, well, I don't know. But anyway, he got on his knees and, and, and prayed three times a day. And that's another thing. I would suggest getting on your knees and praying. That is mm-hmm. a life-changing thing. That's such a humbling thing. Yes. I um, Yeah, praise God. Uh, praise God. He, he is beautiful. He is beautiful, guys. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to learn from others, uh, I would say join a life group or a Bible study. Those are also helpful. Uh, but keep in mind Matthew 633 seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you so 
I know like once you clock out, you know, you got a lot of things of the world to think about and, care and worry about. But keep in mind, seek him first and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So the peace, the joy, the patience, the kindness, the fruits of the spirit. And then also the material thing, like God does bless. He does bless in the material realm. We all know that. I just wanted to to let you guys know to seek him in all areas and for, for all areas, you know what I'm saying? Not just for your spiritual life, for church, you know, don't seek him just uh, on a Sunday, you know, like faith should be a focal point, not just an area in your life that you're trying to balance. Faith should be the focal point. The script scriptures talk about keeping your mind fixed on the, and he'll keep you in perfect peace. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Fixing your mind on God throughout a whole 24 hour day and being kept in perfect peace. One, that's a, that's definitely a challenge, but the thing is, you have the Holy Spirit within you to be able to complete that challenge and yeah. endure through that challenge and grow through that challenge and be taught through that challenge. That's why, it's, you know, you got to use every opportunity throughout your day to access your faith and, and learn from it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was the oh. segment of Esther. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm happy you actually brought up Matthew 6, 33, because that just made me think of bringing it all together. Like, don't worry about tomorrow mm -hmm. or tomorrow will have its own worries. Today's mm -hmm. trouble is enough. Mm -hmm. There's no need to worry about what's happening tomorrow. And I do want to say that we should just clarify, like, no matter what, and I know you did say this, but just reiterating, like, no matter what, like, God is not going to be upset with you and be like, oh, you did one thing that wasn't aligned with what he might want for you. That doesn't mean that you can't turn back to him. This exactly. whole thing, like we want y'all to know that no matter what, no matter what you feel in your heart that you did that you shouldn't have done or something that you should have did that God told you to do that you didn't, you know, just like we said, repent and turn back to him. Mm. It's okay. I know because of just how I even learned about church, um, some things or how I learned about faith originally, something, sometimes I did feel like, oh, I can't turn back to him, but I don't want anybody to feel like that. I never want anybody on this podcast to feel like, oh, I can't do that. So that means that I can't have faith or like he knows where you are. And I think just confessing where you are to him and you taking accountability for where you are is just all he wants. And he just wants us all to focus more on him, focus more on our faith. Like Mike said, every aspect of our lives and no matter what, with everything that we're going through and if you feel like you're being tested, God is really trying to show you that you need to dig deeper. And the closer you get to him, the more you build up your faith, the less fear you'll have and the calmer you'll be, the more peace you'll have, the less worry you'll have. That's everyone's ultimate goal. Everyone wants to be in a place where they are at peace, where they don't have to worry. And if you find yourself thinking about the same thing over and over again, if you're thinking about the same thing five times, that means you're worrying and just 
try to pray those worries away. God, I don't know what this is. Take it away. God, I'm giving this to you. I don't want to worry about this anymore. Just whatever it is, just giving it to him. No matter what you're going through, just give it to him. Stop trying to combat all these different things. He got your back. Yes, yes, 100%. Beautiful, Ty. So before we get out of here, our journal assignment for this week will be to figure out what's holding you back. Figure out what's really holding you down. Like, why is it that your faith isn't as strong as it could be? Is it your time management skills? Is it trust? Is it fear? Is it control? Like, what is it? Is it worry? Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Like, what is holding you back? What is hindering you from getting closer to God? If it's time management, you know, maybe you're just watching too much Netflix. Like, who knows? But what... What is it holding you back? And once you get that word, whatever it is, it's holding you back. So if it's trust, I want you to go ahead and download the version Bible app and then go to plans. It's right in the middle, down at the bottom. Super easy. You can actually link your page to Facebook. Uh, and then whatever that word is that you get. So if it's trust, go ahead and search trust and then you'll choose a Bible plan. Choose one that's like the five, seven day. One that's at least a week long since you know the podcast we give you over a week. So choose one that's kind of long and really dig deep. So this necessarily doesn't require you right now to do any writing, but if you find some tips that you find super helpful, we actually have a little surprise for y'all and we'll let you know a little later what to do once you get all those notes we'll kind of guide you on what to do next but we really hope that this helps you this sparks um something in you to like get you going it's like kind of get the wheels turning a little more helps you and if you get more than one word like if you have having trust issues you're worrying a lot you're having anxiety and you Feeling all this like sense the need to be in control. Look up all those words. That that's a whole month of Bible studies right there for you. In the Bible studies, they literally take I would say less than five minutes. I've never personally done one that was like ten minutes long. And it you just read it. You know, in the morning we wake up on your lunch break before you go to sleep. But that time, that's like being intentional and that sparks the time that you spend with God. And then that'll also spark something on the inside of you because you'll be learning not only just about the Bible, but about what's holding you back in your faith journey. Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. is our journal assignment for this week. Lovely. And if you guys have any questions on this episode, reach out to us, DM us, message us, email us, leave us a review. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. That would be lovely, guys. And we'll be happy to help lead you, guide you, uh, help strengthen you, sharpen your iron. We're, we're here for you guys. We ain't going nowhere. We're inside. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
So I'm excited for everybody, though. I, I believe we're still going to overcome this. I believe that we're still going to... I believe that we're going to transform, guys. I really believe that we're transforming. I believe every listener is here is going to transform in one way or another. So thanks for tuning in to this episode. Next episode is on prayer, since we did talk about prayer a lot this episode. But we have a surprise. This season, we have something big to announce that we'll be doing. And yeah, so tune in next week. We might be doing a live this week. So just stay tuned. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and make sure if this episode resonated with you, go ahead and share this podcast. At least one group chat that you're in. At least one. And don't forget to leave us on iTunes. Alrighty, we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.